Welcome to She Inspires Me. I'm your host, Caroline Bruni, founder of She Inspires Me and Organize Curate Design. Launched as a Facebook passion project back in 2017, She Inspires Me was reborn as a podcast in 2020 to highlight the incredible women we all encounter in our everyday lives. Thanks to our key sponsor, Organize Curate Design, I welcome you to season two, another year of sharing the stories of inspirational women. Welcome to another episode of She Inspires Me. Today I have with me Kerry Cook. Kerry, it is such a pleasure to have you on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. It is a pleasure to be here. Now, I am so excited because you've never done a podcast before. You said you've never really sat down and have someone record whilst picking your brain. So this is going to be so much fun. <laughs> now, well, I, one or the other. Yeah. <laughs> whatever comes out of it. I'm totally right. cool with it. This is the Excellent. joy of kind of creating something yourself. I own and record and do this myself so I can do whatever I want. And if today I want to record with you and we want to go off on tangents and talk about whatever we talk about, I can do that. We can do that. How yeah, good is that? I am very happy with that. Very happy. <laughs> so to give some context to our listeners, because I'm going to, I guess I already can tell that we've got a lot to chat about. Um, I am already going to share with our listeners that this will probably be a long episode. So you might want to listen to it in chunks. You might want to just, I don't know, um, go for a really nice long walk whatever you want to do, but make the most of the fact that I have a feeling this will be one of our longer episodes. So strap on in, we're ready to go. Now I'm going to share with you a little bit about Kerry um, so you can understand why I've already, I'm already thinking that it's going to be a longer episode. So Kerry Cook is a woman of many skills who juggles different roles and loves. After leaving Year 12, Kerry found her way to a composition apprenticeship and in doing so, um, she became a typesetter in in the long run um, award-nominated book and a long, no, blah, 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 let's try that again, and in the long run, an award-nominated book designer. See, even I can just stuff stuff up and just keep going. Um, Kerry has a great love for this role in her life and is still and it still plays a part in both her work and keeping her other businesses um, that have evolved over time managing her own design work and marketing. Fast forward three decades and we find Kerry as a freelancer dealing with an industry determined to outsource work overseas and that pandemic that we all keep talking about. Kerry um, was struggling to find work and, you know, with what was left of the market for Australian designers, dealing with the grief and the feelings of failure in her design and typesetting business after 15 years of success and wanting to also step out and do something new with animals, but not as we might first think. Over the years, things happened to her personally that caused her to soul search and um, soul search a lot and seek answers to many questions. This in turn led Kerry to mediumship after some unforgettable experiences in her life earlier and also with for real mediums, it was suggested to Kerry that Kerry needed to step into this herself to continue to search for some answers about her. She did this and has been developing um, has been a developing medium for the last four years. Now we can hear you asking, 
what does this have to do with animals? Well, you can communicate with animals just like you can with people who have passed on. So in 2020, Kerry shifted tact a little and started on a very new road as a medium, talking to animals both here and in spirit, learning Reiki for animals, working on books when they came through and still thinking about how she would make it all work. Kerry was feeling very passionate about everything, but with a lot of balls in the air and financial pressures, a friend suggested dog walking. Kerry thought, I'm good with dogs. I love dogs. Got a number of Labradors at home. So she started a dog work, walking business and hence the birth of a dog's best mate. But we're talking 2020 and that was the year of challenges for everything and everyone. And no sooner had Kerry started to get a dog's best mate off the ground, lockdown started and Kerry was stuck at home with her animals wondering what she should do. The thing she has learnt, though, is that the universe will provide, and it did. A woman Kerry knew asked if she could help her get her pups to their new homes. She was already offering transport to and from vets and daycare alongside walking and pet care, so it wasn't too much of a stretch to go that little bit further. And so was born the transporting side of a dog's best mate the COVID-proof part of her business. Through 2020, Kerry drove many kilometres uniting new pups and kittens with their families, seeing many smiling and adoring faces of people struggling through one of the toughest years ever, as well as reuniting dogs with their owners who had been parted through COVID for different reasons. She realised that her quiet ability to chat with these gorgeous animals helped so much in keeping them all calm in their journeys and her love for keeping them all safe. Today, Kerry embraces that she is not an anything, but at the same time, she is an everything, an important lesson in life. The letting go of being something and allowing her to live life and to be more fluid. Now, we could just stop, like I could hit end and I could just leave that as that because that was bloody awesome. (laughs) Now, we have played around... Um, so I guess for context for our listeners, sometimes when I invite a guest on and they haven't got a bio or they don't really know, like if this isn't really their space, we then have to create one. And so Kerry had, had sent me this beautiful, you know, in first person type story and I tweaked it and sent it back and I said, are you, are you happy with this as your bio? And um, we've already had such beautiful exchanges in in email and whatever else. So I am super excited to get started (laughs) this is awesome so we have so much to unpack um because there are so many facets to your story and as someone who is currently working on my first book I have a million questions for you in that space as someone who as I said before we started recording and most anyone that's listening and has been listening for a while we've got dogs I have so many questions for you there but then I have all these other questions so why don't we just start before we dive in to, you know, your business and all that sort of stuff. I know that anyone listening is going to be like, don't bypass the mediumship bit because that's the bit we have questions about. So I'm just going to get to that first because I have a feeling anyone that was like listening to that going, yep, okay, that's interesting and that's interesting, but like that's the bit that I'm sure most people are like, ooh. Tell me more. (laughs) So I guess for the people that might be going, what 
what is that? So can you explain what a medium is and what mediumship is to our listeners? Yeah, certainly can. So um, the medium, it's actually, it's actually almost self-explanatory because what the medium is is the person who is able to communicate with people who have passed over and be able to get that information back to people who are still living. So we act as the middleman. Wow. We, That's so simple. <laughs> and it makes so much sense. I'd never thought about it like that. I love it. It's yeah, not even complicated. It's, it's, like, it's not even No, not at all. <laughs> no, no. It, it does. There's, um, look, there's, there's two minds about mediumship. That some people will say to you that everyone can be a medium. And then there's other people who will say everyone can be a psychic, but there are only some people who can be mediums. And I think it depends on how much you're willing to embrace what actually is encompassed in it. So mm-hmm. some some people will sort of sit there and go, oh, there's no way that I could speak to the dead because that's literally mm-hmm. what we're doing. And then you've got other people who are like, oh, you know, I feel them all around me. You know, when I was a kid I had imaginary friends and mm-hmm. all that sort of stuff. Quite often a medium will actually tell people, that they had imaginary friends when they were a kid and they didn't actually realise that those imaginary friends were most likely spirits that wow. they connected to because we think it's in our imagination. Yeah. But then you sort of sit there and go, I don't even think I could have thought of that, you know. You, yeah, because it creates like imagination yeah. is, is something that you pull from pieces That's as right. opposed to, yeah, 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 right. So it's literally information that comes into your mind from the people who have passed. Mm. and so you said something just then that i have another question about yeah you said a medium and then a psychic so yes. what is the for people well, that don't okay. know what a psychic does that, what, are the, what are the differences there? um psychic work is actually when you're able to read the the person from the person in front of you so a living person mm-hmm. in front of you you it's, it's sort of tapping into their aura to sort of what's going on around them the energy and you are mm-hmm. able to get a sense of um it's not really fortune telling, but it's a sense of what could be coming in the future. So you you sort of get a, get feelings about potentially what will be happening in the future. Um, that is quite changeable because um, a person's free will can shift that. So so what I will see one day could be shifted by a decision that they make a week later mm. to to move away from what they've they've heard about. And yeah. so, therefore, they will they will take control of that particular sort of thing. Uh, also, outside factors can can change things. So, I, I I even had a psychic reading myself last year that said that I was going to be in a certain place by the end of the year, but in mm-hmm. that time in that time, my dad got sick. So, the person who did the psychic reading couldn't see that my dad was going to get sick because she wasn't looking into his energy; she was only looking into mine. Yeah. Yeah. And his his illness then ended up changing the course of my life for six mm. months and therefore yeah. shifted what she had seen. But she now sees that again because we've had Dad get better and he's been able to sort of start to, to look after himself again. And my path has cleared again to what she saw in the first place. So psychic work is, is very much... Um, a lead into what can happen for a person 
mm-hmm. that, that we will be talking to face to face. Mediumship yeah. is is actually different. We actually connect and we, we point up because we really just don't know where else to point because yeah. uh, the energy of, 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 of what we call the energy of spirit is all around us. But we mm-hmm. do tend to feel this heat of energy coming from above. And yeah, so we right. tend to we tend to say spirit is up is up there, but it's not yep. heaven as a, it is heaven for some. Yeah, people. well, it all comes down to belief. So if yeah, you believe exactly. in heaven, that's exactly where they are. If you don't necessarily believe in heaven, but you know that they're somewhere, we still tend to point up. <laughs> it's just it's yeah. just that it'll have a different yeah. name for every person who looks at it. Yeah. So that's the difference. Psychic work is very much person to person. And mediumship is very much person to spirit. Um, a lot of people can be psychic because of the fact that they have strong intuition. Mm. So, you know, that, that gut feeling that you get. Yeah. A lot of people yeah, will, yeah, yeah. will train themselves into paying more attention to the gut feeling than what a lot of people do. And mm-hmm. their psychic ability starts to kick in more as time goes by. So that's why people say everybody can be a psychic. Mm-hmm. But, but not everyone. But yeah, but only some of those psychics will move up into mediumship. So then I'm going to speak really slowly because I can hear my the cogs in my brain <laughs> ticking. Like I, I have so many questions, but I'm trying to keep us on track because it will be my fault that we go like five hours on this <laughs> podcast because I'll have all these personal questions. Episode 1A but, with Terry Cook. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. I'm very, very conscious of that. Um so you have had a passion and a you've been drawn to this particular um craft yeah. or skill. Yeah. Um is it something that you can learn or do you feel that if you don't kind of tune it out or disregard it it's a skill that we potentially all have or may have had? And you can hone in on it and and really kind of, like any practice, you can practice it as a skill. Yes, yes. Um, I think that my belief is is that majority of us have it as children. Mm -hmm. When when our parents say, gee, you know, Kerry had such a wild imagination when she was a child. (laughs) And it, it ends up being, like I can't remember specifically sort of going, oh, you know, I'm I've got, somebody talking to me in my mind who is mm-hmm. you know my great great grandmother or anything like that it was just mm-hmm. personalities that were just there and I used to for myself I used to allocate them to my soft toys so each soft toy oh, would, yeah. be, would be a yeah and they would have a voice and a personality and everything else as we get older and we go to school and all that sort of stuff, things start to get knocked out. So, you know, you're told to pay more attention to your schooling and don't be so, you know, spaced out with imagination and all Mm -hmm. that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. And as time goes by, life becomes more and more serious. And for a lot of us, we tend to put it down and walk away from it and get stuck into life and just Mm. do, do the things like get your education, go to work, find your partner, you know, have children if that's it in your your course, all of that sort of thing. But then there's other people who it just sort of seems to stay with. And they're the ones who end up getting into development earlier. 
So I know I know some mediums who have been in and out of development since they were in their 20s because they knew that this thing just never left them. They always felt yeah. that pull towards it. Um, for me, life did very much get in the way for a long time. Mm. But then as, a, as, as it was in the bio, um, certain situations occurred and experiences happened and I started to sort of go, I think there's something going on. I think there's something so much bigger than what we're so used to thinking about. You know, we're so used to losing someone in our life and having that loss and grief and nothing else. But then you sit there and you go, but what if it was the situation that I could actually get in touch with the person that I'd lost? And that so started. That certainly started to make me want to search more and look at things more. And then I had experiences that told me that something was really going on and that just made me want to search more. But you've got that fun part that there is a lot of talk about mediums being charlatans. And so you sort of sit there and go, as somebody right on the outer, how do I find the real ones? And that's when I said the real deal. Um, Mm. Because, you know, I didn't know at that stage. I didn't know, and I was so afraid to step into it and be hurt by coming across somebody who didn't really know what they were doing that Mm. I just just didn't step into it for such a long time. Yeah. And it happened with me. It happened uh, like it was, (laughs) you could say, like a a sceptical person would say it was purely coincidence that I ended up stepping into where I I was. Um, Yeah. You know, because I, I ended up. Uh, at a workshop where I met a woman who ran a spiritual centre who that weekend was doing a mediumship demonstration and she was looking Mm. for people. She was talking to her friend and she said to her friend, I'm looking for people to come in and watch our students do a platform dem, so a demonstration. And I interrupted because I thought to myself, blimey, what are the chances that I'm going to be sitting next to somebody who actually does this sort of stuff? Yeah. So I said to her, I said, would you be okay if myself and my partner came along? And she sort of had a bit more of a chat with me and she's gone, yeah. She said, I would be happy for you to come along. That's not a problem because she wanted people who, the fact that they were students, she wanted people to be supportive and and comforting without sort of feeding the the medium, as we call it, which is giving too much information. And so we went in not knowing anyone. I'd met this woman on the Wednesday night. I'm there at her place on the Saturday. And so I didn't even know any of the mediums or anything like that. And on that day was the first time that people who I had lost came through to me. And the information that these mediums had, they just couldn't have known. It wasn't things on my Mm. Facebook. It was very, very personal experiences that were had with these people that I'd lost that they brought back because they knew so the people in spirit knew that that was how I was going to recognise that that was actually the real that deal. That it was them. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And so... Oh, I've got goosebumps as you're talking because, <laughs> like, like, everyone has, even as you were just saying that, I think to all the people in my life that have passed and some of the stories that only only they would know, like, because there are experiences between, you know, such a small handful of people and they're not, as you said, they're not on social media. They're not even written down. No, no. They're just memories yeah, at the moment. Exactly, yeah. Um, yeah, wow. Mm. 
Yeah. That's so, incredible. Yeah. So after that, I went to a couple of other demonstrations, got a personal reading from it. So a personal reading is a one-on-one, so it's just an hour where you're sitting with a medium and they bring through your loved ones, purely your loved ones. So not a room full of people that they're picking and choosing readings for, but just one-on-one with a person for an hour. And this medium said to me when she was doing this, again, it was my first one-on-one reading, and she said to me, she said, you'll just have to bear with me for a moment because I often need to get my energy level up to them because they come down to us to a certain level. We come up to them, and that's how we meet. And that mm. that that as a medium is called sitting in the power. So you actually do you will do a meditation before your sessions, yep. and then you start yeah. to sort of build your energy. But the funny thing was is as she was building her energy, I could feel my energy come up. And she's, she's actually stopped halfway through what she was doing. She's gone, are you a medium? And I've gone, no, I'm, not, I'm not a medium. She's like, but your energy's coming up. I can feel it coming up with me. And I'm like, mm. yeah, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> sorry, I'll stop interrupting. <laughs> Jesus. Um, how rude. Wait, no, and at that point, had you considered becoming a medium yourself or were these things just naturally starting to happen for you where you were, people were noticing that, you had this skill for yeah, lack of yeah. better better terms. yeah that's yeah. right yeah it was it was literally the situation that the and, and I'll call them the lay person um going into a mediumship reading wouldn't have their energy lift like that mind you mm. did and I just naturally started to sort of rise up as well and mm. that medium said to me she said I actually feel that there are things about you that you need to develop further and see where they yeah, right. And so I went back to the woman who originally, you know, got me to go to the demonstrations. Yeah. And said, so it said to her, like, and this was literally the Monday, I said to her, I've been told by a medium that I should find a, dem- a development circle. I have no idea where to find a development circle. And she's gone, well, I've got one that's starting its new term tomorrow night. <laughs> you can join tomorrow night. Perfect timing. And I'm just like, wow, okay. So, again, universe yeah. provides. You know, universe just points us very much so. Yeah, and and I love that phrase. Um, I personally, um, you know, and I and I do really appreciate when you said earlier, if it's heaven, then it's heaven. If it's something else, then it's something else. Because I'm all about respecting what people believe and just let people believe what they believe. Like just, just. We don't all have to be the same because that no. might be bloody boring. Boring. So, um, as I always say, but as I long do... as it's not hurting people, you know, as long as it doesn't hurt anyone, go exactly. for it. If exactly. Be- very if you want to believe like... Santa Claus turns up on Christmas Day, good. Then believe it. Very <laughs> much so. <laughs> um, and I think, and I am not religious or I don't, you know, class myself as religious, but I do use the phrase the universe will provide or the universe did this or whatever else because that's, that's right. my way of kind of using that similar phrasing. And yeah. and I guess um, when I think about the phrase the universe will provide or my intuition and gut feel, which now like I'm, I've got so many more questions in regards to the, the you know, the, the psychic and mediumship and the differences and whatever else. But um, – when it comes to being a psychic, and you may not be able to answer this, um, but 
Is it that? Is it that intuition? Is that the bit when, because I know I've met people and I think to myself, man, that person's so cluey, like they just pick up stuff a million miles away. Yeah. And I think, how did you see that? Or how did you just sense that? And I also, I'm such a believer in gut feel and my instinct and I I've often just feel something in my body before I can make a decision on something and then a week later, I'm like, oh, that was so obvious. But <laughs> I it because I was tuning in as yes. opposed to yeah. anything else. So if someone is listening and um, be it they've never really thought about this topic or um, they, and we've just pricked their ears up a little bit, is it that intuition the universe will provide that mindset that can take you to where you are to where you are personally as right. in exploring this space or once again going back to what I was saying is it is it just certain people it's like you know I would love to know how to play the guitar and I could probably really try hard at it yeah but I probably would not be quite as good as someone that maybe has a natural skill for it yeah yeah, I think I think a certain level of it does come down to natural ability, but I do believe that all of us can actually work out instincts a lot more than like the intuition a lot more than what we do. Yeah. So there are a lot of people who sort of just I don't know they almost bat it away when they feel it, and they just sort of kind of can't be right. I don't know where I'm getting that from. Yeah, mm. they just want to discount it because it's there are a lot of people who if they can't see it and they can't feel it, then mm. it can't exist. And yep. intuition and psychic work and mediumship are all of those things that are totally mm. invisible and you've got to trust that they're there. Yeah. You know, that's a big one. If you can't trust that yeah. they're there, then they're not going to show themselves to you. you know? So that level of trust then, um, because you already touched on that, so I'm thinking you are, like any of us, are at a point of grief. We've lost a loved one. We want answers. We want to reconnect. We're, we're, we're deep in our grief. Yeah. How do we recognise without the clarity of the, you know, not being in the fog that is grief? Grief, Because yeah. it is just it's such horrible. You know, it's the hills and the valleys of days of Absolutely. whatever you are experiencing. There's so many layers to grief. Yeah. Um, so I guess in your experience, what were your telltale signs for knowing that the people you were working with or the mediums you were, were you know, having these sessions with? What was the key indicator? Is it just going with your gut feel and or listening out for those things that only you and that person that's passed would know? Well, it's, it's, it's knowing you, like, it's the information that comes through. Um, it's so um, for me, in particular, the, the the person who comes through a lot for me is my mum, and I lost my I lost my mum ten years ago. And there are things that she will that will come through when the when the medium ends up sort of saying, you know, I I, I have this woman. And what the funny thing about my mum is that she hated being called a woman. She was a lady. <laughs> she was of that age. She was of that age. She she yes of course. Yeah. Now, if she was still with us, she'd be eighty five. So, you know, yeah. Okay. Right. So, um, and that actually happened in one re mediumship reading. This, this, this medium said, I have a woman. And then she's got, oh, no, oh, no, I'm, I'm, 
I need to say I have a lady. This, this, this woman doesn't like being called a woman. Oh, that would have been such a telltale sign. You would have been like. And oh, I'm just sort of sitting there going. The oh medium's getting goodness. told off by mum. Mum, exactly, exactly. <laughs> the number of times my mum's done that has been almost embarrassing now. Um, <laughs> you know, she'll, she'll actually point out to, to wrinkled tablecloths on the stage and all that sort of stuff because she liked to iron everything and all those sorts of things. And it's little telltale things like that, little tweaks of the personality that just make you see that this medium, be them on platform or be them one-on-one right there in front of you, has yep. a person that you absolutely adore and love and, and miss, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, the bonus with me was that even though I was so desperate to be able to hear from them, there was also that level of scepticism still as to whether or not it was it was able to be done. Mm-hmm. But when when you hear information that you know that only your mum and yourself know, mm. then you sit there and go, this has got to be the real thing because there's just no so way. So then from a, yeah, so from a communication perspective then, so that gives you, Am I right in saying that gives you the opportunity to share information with the person you're trying to connect to yeah. through your medium? Yeah, yeah. You, can, you can actually. That's That was actually the other interesting thing that I found over a time in, in getting involved in actually being the person getting the readings, and that was mm. before I went and started to actually being the medium myself, was that it got to a point where you actually feel like you're talking to the medium on a phone and they're calling out to, to your loved one in another room. Yeah. So they, you can't yeah. see them. They can't actually hear you directly, but they so they, just they, they get the information backwards and forwards yeah. through yeah, you know, right. what's going on. Um, and it's, it's sort of like it, it can be difficult for mediums to actually work with people asking questions. A lot of people want to ask questions. And that yeah. can be that can be a, a hard one because when you're doing mediumship, you're in a certain level of not necessarily trance, but you you very much your mind is sort of separated out a little bit. You're not thinking too much. Mm-hmm. This information is mm-hmm. coming through, and you're presenting it. So when a question mm-hmm. gets given back to you, your mind immediately clicks back into place and goes, "There's a question," and you start thinking yeah. about it rather than actually posing it to the people that you're communicating with. Mm-hmm. And so it takes a very experienced medium with a lot of practice of readings and so forth to be able to sort of go, okay, mind, don't think about that question, just send it straight up and we'll see how it goes. Yep. Yeah. Um, and there, I'm now getting to a point where um, in my development and practice, uh, my friends who are mediums, who I've ended up meeting through all of this, are now getting to the point where they can start to ask me questions to ask who I've got. Mm. And actually, get start to get a feel for what yeah, they wow. think about what's going on at a particular time. Yeah. Um, and you can even you can even get a blend with that that person in spirit that's strong enough that the person watching you will go, "Oh my goodness, it was like me talking to that person directly." Yeah, you know, right? Because that's what I've also always wondered. I guess when we've seen like in mainstream media as such yeah. when we've seen, you know, mediums on TV and yeah. all that sort of stuff, yeah. um, you do. Like you see the shift in their body, yeah. you you see 
um, their posture and mannerisms change and yeah. sometimes tone. And yeah. But this is, once again, where we go back to the sceptic who's like, that's a really good actor um, and um, whatever else, which mm. can make it really difficult. Absolutely. Um, but then you sort of then yeah. got to ask the question of how does an international medium who's just flown into the country know exactly how your mum stands and puts her hands on her hips or yeah. how the yeah, inflection, totally. inflections in words are if mm. they've never heard her mm. voice before. And yeah. so there is there is that... Um, what we call blending, which is when you're you're communicating and you're you're connecting with that that spirit on a stronger level. If the blending becomes strong enough, you actually the medium will actually go into a trance state. Mm. And even though they'll still be conscious enough themselves to know what every about everything that's going on around them, a lot of their own personality and traits will step aside and the personality mm. and traits of the person in spirit will come through. And so they will start to, you know, arm and ah, if that's the type of thing that, you know, if a person started, they will start to stutter. Mm. If yep. a person yep. slouched, they'll slouch. You know, mm. different things will start to happen that the person that is in the audience or sitting opposite them will sit there and go, oh, my goodness, I can see my loved one in that person <laughs> now. Person. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, wow. You know, and the first I've I've had it happen a couple of times for me where, as a medium, where the the person, the recipient of the reading, has just gone, I I can't couldn't get over it. Just in that moment, it was like you were, you know, their loved one, mm. and and they were blown away. They would just get so absorbed because they were just watching yeah. that loved one literally come out of me. Yeah. And and it was it, it's mind blowing for me because I I just feel a very strong connection and if the connection ends up being strong enough I'll end up starting to talk in first person rather than saying mm. they are saying what yeah, they are thinking the or they are showing I will end up saying you know I think that it is time that you did this but it'll be in such words and in such a manner that it'll be that person in spirit rather than me. And it's it's mm -hmm. a really mind blowing thing, and it's sometimes hard to really get your head around it if you haven't witnessed it. But when yeah. you witness it, you just sit there going, "Wow!" <laughs> <laughs> oh, it sounds absolutely incredible. I another one of my personal questions because my brain is like going a million miles an hour. Um, when it comes, because you're the you're the messenger in this yes. piece. Yes, you're you're the middle person. Middle you're person. the medium. Yes. Yep. Um, does it? Is it ever? Is there ever a case where you've got the person, the physical person that's in front of you, but you can't connect with the person that they want to connect with? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That can. Because I would. Yeah. Because and that was what I was always curious about when I um, had heard about mediums or even when we did like see people on TV or whatever else I'd be like how is this spirit just hanging around waiting for this connection like yeah, I've got stuff to do too I'm sure like maybe they don't I don't know how spirits work and what they do with all their time or if they even consider that they have time I have no idea but um, I've always wondered that because I'm like is the spirit just waiting for this thing to happen or this, this, yeah. How does, the thing that have we, you found that when you have connected with spirits, sometimes 
it, it's almost like they've been waiting because they have wanted to connect or sometimes you've really got to hunt them down and go, hey, yeah, someone's trying to talk to me. <laughs> A lot of the time when you are unable to connect with spirit, a particular spirit for someone, a lot sometimes that can be because the, the person wanting that connection is so desperate for it that it's almost mm-hmm. like they are just grabbing so hard that it's 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 almost going to hurt them if it actually happens because they're just so desperate for it and sometimes that can actually cause their loved one to step back a bit because they just don't know whether it's a good thing at that time yeah. for that connection to actually take place mm-hmm. um I I have had a number of people who will sit for readings who really want someone to come through. And I Mm -hmm. can actually end up, I can bring through five other people. All of these people who are connected to them will come through. And I know deep in the back of my mind that they're still wanting somebody in particular. And sometimes there's been the instance that I can actually feel the person that they want, but it's like they're off in another room going, it's not right. It's not right at the moment. It's not time at the moment. Mm-hmm. I'm here, but it doesn't, it doesn't feel right. And I mm-hmm. end up actually saying to them, look, I know that there is a person who is, is there for you. And I feel this is the person you want to connect in with most of all. Mm-hmm. But at the moment, they're saying, that you need to wait just that little bit longer for your own yeah. for your own sake, yeah. Um, because it can be a very very emotional experience when you are really mm, grasping imagine. hold of, of that desire to see that person or to feel that yeah. person. Would be more to the point, yeah. Or even um, ask questions or yeah. pass on messages, messages or yeah, what, uh, whatever. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, so it's not it's it's yeah. not it's not. Uh, all scripted like it, it sometimes it doesn't go according to plan and and sometimes like at christmas time i was doing a reading where i had so many people coming through who this person couldn't actually understand who they were and it, it was almost like the door was open because christmas time brings in everyone everyone wants to connect at christmas you know mm-hmm. family friends in spirit are so aware of that time of year down here with Mm. all of the love Mm. and all of the family and the get-togethers that everybody you know everybody just wants to to connect so it was like I was getting men coming through giving me full information you know I could describe what they look like I could describe what they did for for work and you know even dogs were coming through and all of this sort of stuff and this person's going Mm. I don't actually know who that is and so I'd have to sort of say look I'm terribly sorry just you step aside, obviously, there's somebody waiting for you somewhere who wants to talk to you, but you've come to the wrong reading and you need to sort of, you know. You're at the wrong Christmas yes, lunch. That's, right. that's exactly it. It's two doors down. Yeah, yeah. But there are there are times that, that a, a, a soul will come through who really is desperate to connect with somebody down here and they don't have that connecting person there oh. at the time makes me so sad and and the it's the one thing that that over time um my thoughts on it shifted so when i first started learning how you go about the process Mm. if it was the situation that people wouldn't be able to take the information that you were getting through it was very easy for you to say i'm just going to ask that person to step back in spirit and get somebody else through Mm -hmm. and over time 
because my heart's ended up becoming so involved in it and and I know mm. how much my mum loves coming through and how much my friend loves coming through. I actually now give them the biggest amount of opportunity to find that connection because it could be one little piece of information that they give out of 10 pieces of information that might make the person go, oh, blimey, it was Joe Bloggs who lived down the road who, you know, used to scream at me as a kid for riding my bike past mm. his house too much. And yep. and and he will want to connect in just to to say something like you know I didn't actually hate you as a child I actually enjoyed seeing you ride your bike past but every time you ran over my plant <laughs> it upset me <laughs> you know and so you want to give that person that opportunity because you never know what they're wanting to come through to the people down here for yeah, and right. and so now I do try to give as much as I can before I actually have to cut that link. Yeah, right. Because nobody can take it. Because they deserve time as much as we deserve the time. Mm. You know? And if you're holding space for both, you're in that medium space to hold space, space. for both. That is exactly both need. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. So there's there's some that would sort of go, okay, I've got a man, he's this age, and he had this illness, and, you know, he, he has this memory. And if nobody goes, it says, oh, yes, I know who that is, they'll go, can, you know, I'll just go through the information one more time, blah, 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 blah. No, nobody can take it. All right, well, I'll, I'll, I'll pop him aside and get somebody else through because there is a certain level of um, not actually show, but we are there to demonstrate. And, and in those instances, there are some mediums who will want to spend more time with the spirit that does have somebody there, obviously than the one that can't connect in. But I sort of sit mm. there and go, they deserve just as much, just that little bit more, yeah. just to try and get that connection. And if we can't do it, yeah. you know, after a while, then that's okay. We've given it our best shot. Yeah, and and at some right. point that will happen. He will find his space. You know, he will find that person that he was meant to be communicating with. But you are absolutely right. It is holding space. That's the, the, yeah. the key. And And to me, that means that nobody gets shunted aside quickly. You you give mm. them that time. Mm. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, oh wow! So for anyone that is listening who is potentially a non-believer, and there will be because that's I'll do plenty of totally them. okay. Yes, there's plenty of them. Um, and without the kind of like, I'm not trying to convert them. You're not trying to convert them. But what do you think is the biggest misconception? Is it does it sit in that space of like the, you know, the scammer who's just trying to make money out of people? Like, Absolutely. or what yeah. do you think yeah. it is? is that the biggest problem, or biggest not problem, but misconception? Well, it is a misconception, definitely. There are so there's the the jokes that go around about mediums digging through your rubbish to get clues on who you are, you know, who you mm. who you know all that sort of stuff. There's the thought that they rummage around in your Facebook file, profile to try and get information. Um, you know, there's the uh, – and and there have been mediums in the past who have actually gotten people to answer questionnaires before they go into demonstrations. If you ever get a situation where a medium is asking questions before the readings, then you know that they're fishing for information. And they're just doing their, <laughs> research. Doing their research. I could do that. That's right. That's exactly it, you know. Um, a, a, a genuine medium actually does not want to know anything about you. 
because they are going to get that information from spirit. Yeah. You know, and, and it's the same with, with psychic. So so you've got, you know, I am known as an intuitive psychic medium because my my psychic work is intuitive. And it's the same deal if I'm doing that psychic work. I don't want to know anything about you because I want to be able to read that myself without my brain getting involved in it. So so the genuine ones out there are the ones who actually want to know the least before everything kicks off. Yeah. Um, but there's, there's, there's just that, and it's going to be like that. People who are sceptical are going to be sceptical until they experience it firsthand. Yeah, yeah, you know? exactly. Because, you, you know, we don't, we're designed to second-guess things and to have a bit of a fear of things we don't understand and... Yeah. Um, and that that instinct and that reaction is is actually a safety and risk mechanism. Absolutely, like, absolutely. Something doesn't seem right. I don't understand this, so I'm going to be fearful of it, and I'm going to not believe it or step away from it. And yeah. totally makes sense. Yeah. Um, but that is really good to know that it's that concept of you know the scammer that is the biggest misconception and. You can normally pick that pretty quickly if yeah. you're filling in questions, yeah. or if That's right. yeah, you can yeah. tell you've got a new Facebook request from this person who you've got an appointment with in a week. Yeah, well, this is it. Yeah. You know, um, like for me, my Facebook always, my personal Facebook is pretty locked down because I just yeah. like to hold on to my privacy. Um, yep. So you know, a medium wouldn't actually be able to go in and find that much out about me mm-hmm. through that. Yep. Um, but some of the mediums that I've been to have just gotten so much information that you sort of sit there and go, well, there's no way that you would have been able to know that, you know. Um, mm. One knew about a relative's illness that I'd only just found out the night before on the phone had come back. And, you know, you sort of sit there and go, I'm not even going to question that. Because, <laughs> yeah. Eventually know, you've got uh, to just look at the tally and go, uh, yeah, okay, yeah. I, think, I think I need to just be open to medium one. Kerry Neal. <laughs> Kerry Neal. Uh, no, it's not like that. It's not like that at all because no, but, but at I the know. same time, it is actually really good for people to go into these things with a little bit of scepticism. We don't want people barreling into readings, you know, and sitting there and as soon as they hear male, that they go, oh, it's my loved one. They're like, it must be him. That's me because you're going to get 20 people going, that's me. So, you know, we, we want people to sort of sit back a bit, think about the information that's being shared. You know, think about their loved ones. See if it, you can feel it. Like you can actually feel it. This is the thing. Like I remember the the sensation that day that I had my first ever reading. I could feel it all through my body, and and it was just like this. This uh, it was so. It's even hard to describe now, but it was such a sense of. Um, it's actually it's a really really weird sense of the woman fuzzies you get the woman fuzzies but it's on a whole new level because it's like a really powerful energy that just suddenly starts to shake in you because your brain is actually sitting there going oh my goodness i know that information oh my goodness i know that information and everything else your unconscious and your subconscious is going this is the person you know so everything just starts to go boom in you and you just go oh my goodness they've actually got that person I actually know that person, and and then you've then you've got to work out as to whether or not you are actually going to put your hand up and say I do understand that information, because it's almost a scary moment when you actually take that step off that sceptical edge into 
the oblivion of what you're about to experience. But it sounds absolutely beautiful when you do take that step. I I would recommend to anyone to go and get a mediumship reading. Doesn't have to be from me. <laughs> I'm not going to sell myself that much. But well, put Clarice emails and now show notes. We might talk a little bit more about that later. But um, <laughs> I I just the amount of healing that can come from a mediumship reading is amazing and so many of us just end up sitting in that deep deep pool of hurt and despair that is grief and and the sensation that you get and the feeling you get when you realize that it was actually only the physical ending of someone's life and that they continued on past that you just it opens your mind up so much and you start to you still feel you still feel that grief because you still miss them physically but it just blows your mind so much that they can still be a part of your life they can still see what's going on they can still you know be aware of everything that occurs in your life mm-hmm. and still give you advice like i, I can't get over it. not only my mum but the mums of other people who i've done readings for the number of times they'll sit down still and go, I really think she needs to and really, you know. Because <laughs> that's what we need. Our mum's telling yeah. us what to do and, and, 20 and years later. That's the hilarious part because I said to somebody one time, I said I was so devastated when I lost my mum because I was mm-hmm. I was 38 and yeah. I had just hoped that I had mum in my life for a whole lot longer. And after a long time of doing, uh, quite a long time of doing development and going to demonstrations and having mum through time and time and time again because she's become really good at this, <laughs> she just, I ended up saying to somebody, I've gone, well, I wanted mum longer, but geez, eternity, I don't know. <laughs> you know yeah, forever, like yeah, ever and ever. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is incredible. Yeah. Thank you for your patience with my brain catching up because that has been incredibly interesting but now we're going to dive in how does this transfer to animals because my brain is like whoa tell me more yeah how does that work what's going on how does that work so is it I assume it's the same skill or the same type of energy the same um holding space all of that sort of stuff yes but I'm m- mindful that I wish my dog could talk to me or I wish he could just understand not to go roll in the mud after I give him a bath. But um, he doesn't seem to understand that. He thinks no, that he, I'm he speaking another language. He doesn't understand. <laughs> he doesn't he understand. Does, he, he just, just likes doing it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are correct. Um, but tell me, how does it how does it work when it comes to animals and is this something that just happened at the same time for you or did you consciously choose to tap in like you know are all the spirits just hanging out in different places and you kind of walked into the wrong space one day and went, oh there's all these <laughs> animals here <laughs> I went through the wrong I actually, I actually really wanted to start working with animals I I wanted to start to understand them better I wanted to start to help with their healing there's a very there's a very strong sense of, of of healing work for me in in all of this. So in my mediumship, and in animal communication and Reiki, that and and especially for animals, they they can't 
talk to us like a human talks to a human because it's is gibberish. Um, it's you know when we think that they can't understand English, they do actually understand a lot of what we want from them. <laughs> Trust me. Yeah. When I no. say treat or walk, I don't absolutely. Know. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And and you know, but the the fascinating thing about animal communication is is that when you're actually doing it, it is almost identical to communicating with the human energy. But it feels like you're talking to a four-year-old. And mm. it is for me anyway. I will say that it is for me yeah. because some people do feel differently. Um, mm -hmm. For me, it is like a, a, you're talking to a four-year-old. So when you connect in with their energy and you start to hold space for them and you you start to get information very much the same way as what you would with spirit. But what tends to happen with me, it's like they want to show me all their toys. So you know, your four-year-old child who has a who has the the adult family friend come over, and they just want to go. Oh, Kerry, you should see this. I got this last time, and I got this since you saw me last, and I got this. But isn't this. that and all of our pets? Like that, that is that, my dog. That's it. That, is, that yeah, yeah, for sure. So when you come in the house, they're bringing you all their toys. That's exactly what they do with me when they're communicating with me. So they'll show me where they sleep. They'll show me where they have their food bowl. They'll show me their favorite toy. They'll show me where they love to walk, you know, all of those sorts of things That because they're getting to know me. They want me to know them. And so that's what they do. And it's like talking to a four-year-old. And so you end up sort of just giving them, you give them, you give yourself, because a lot of the communication with animals ends up being almost a, a singular thing because you're able to use images of the animal to actually focus in on that energy of that animal. So even though you're just looking at a photo, that particular animal will be able to still take you to their house, show you their backyard and all of that sort of stuff, even though you're just looking at a, a photo of them mm. sitting in a park mm. because you've actually tuned into their energy and just used that photo as your tool at, at the time. Yeah. And so in your mind, you ask different things and you know, it can be situations like um, I've done a, a, a few readings where animals have had anxiety and so forth and been misbehaving. The owners have wanted to know why. Mm. And in some situations, it's because of the fact that for a period of time in the animal's life, they've been an inside dog, but because they moved to a certain type of rental, they ended up having to become an outside dog. Mm. And it's upset them, as, as, as you would imagine it would because yeah. they're still... And so just for context, yeah. you're talking about an animal that's alive right now? Yes. Yeah, so, yes, so the, owner with yes. animal that's alive yes. versus... Yes. Um, so animal know, communication... Um, an owner who's had an animal that's passed. Yeah. Yeah. Animal communication works in both situations. It will work with an animal mm. in spirit and an animal who lives. And, yeah. and it's the same deal. You just connect in with their energy and they'll take you to wherever they are. So you get the sense that an animal has passed because mm. they will show, sometimes they can even show you what actually occurred. And, and you know, you, you, you even may know the basis of, of what happened to them, but they'll be able to show you the lead up to that situation happening. Mm. Um, they'll be able yeah. to show you things like, and certainly dogs in spirit like to let their owners know that they're still around. So. You'll hear our boy, our, our first Labrador, he used to get into his kennel 
out the back and it was like he was moving furniture. He would thump against the walls and you'd hear all sorts of strange scraping noises and all that sort of stuff. When he passed away, even up till now at different times, we still hear that sound in the kennel. Mm -hmm. And we know that's him and we just say, oh, he's back. He's moving furniture again. You know, some people will hear the jingle of a collar. Mm. Um, some people will hear the tip-tap of the claws on the floorboards mm. and yep. they they will sit there and cancel that out in their own minds. Yeah, you, think, you think it's your imagination. That's right, yep. until mm. some stranger comes up to them when they've asked for a reading and says, well, little Bella does tip-tap across the floor and she's hoping that you hear her because she's been doing it a lot recently. And they'll yeah, go, oh, my goodness. Trying to get your attention. Yeah, oh, my goodness. Yeah. I did hear that the other night. Mm. And and that's the thing. I didn't know that they had floorboards. They could have had a carpeted house for all I knew. But mm. the animal shows you all of that. And so you give that information. Wow. Um, and it's amazing that you can do that, like, as you said, as a, a dog um mum myself um it is it's really hard at times with when you do have animals and you wish you could just know like they tell you so much anyway and if you pay enough attention you can you can read part of what's going on but there's still so many times where you just wish why like why are you doing this out of what seems out of nowhere but if you slow down enough you can normally retrace the steps or whatever else like that example you gave of the anxious dog that um has moved environments and and that sort of stuff. So yeah, that's that's an amazing skill to have. That's very very practical for what you do yes. for a living. Yes, <laughs> how handy. Um, now you, as we said, have had lots of different adventures over time, but um, twenty twenty would have been a just a fascinating year for your business. I got a dog in twenty twenty. <laughs> I got a dog late in 2020 when we were out of restrictions because I consciously did not want to get a puppy when we couldn't go to training and we couldn't walk him because I very very wise. just didn't want to. Yeah, yeah, I I've yeah no we were not doing that so he didn't come home to Christmas which was great because we're out of restrictions but nonetheless um, I know plenty of people who did get their dogs in. I actually meet these people at dog training and they're like, yeah, I got my dog in COVID and that's why we're here. My dog's like six <laughs> months old now and still doing puppy school. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, but how did you find last year? And I guess do you have any memories of anything, you know, spectacular, unusual, any any stories to share with us from, from 2020 and a dog's best mate? Yes. Um, 2020, <laughs> Troy Dog's Best Mate was just, it was such an up and down experience for me because I did I did mm. kick it off just before COVID, COVID. actually hit yeah. here. Mm. Um, yeah. So, you know, you were sort of trying, trying to, the, the fascinating thing for me was that my, my freelance design business was able to move forward very quickly because I had contacts in the industry from mm. having worked in publishing as, as an employee of a publisher. So taking a step into business for myself then was actually quite an easy step because you immediately got in touch with the people you knew. They were very happy yeah. that you were working for yourself, so they'd send you work and it was, like, mm-hmm. you know, you sort of just skipped off and that was very straightforward. A dog's best mate started right from scratch. 
it, it, I had no yeah. no contacts, no way of sort of yeah. starting to, you know, no way of walking out with, you know, 10 jobs in place. It was mm. a matter of working my way up from rock bottom down on the ground. Um, and so to, to be in a situation where you were only just starting to get off the ground with getting some walks together and getting some, oh, some I haven't explained this part, some weddings because people love mm. taking their dogs to their weddings. Oh, people loved, I know, and everyone loves a good wedding photo with a dog, dog like holding it. the ring or yeah. being the flowered yes. dog or whatever. They're the or, best or, photo. Or the, the absolutely one that, that nails it for me is the – there's a photo that goes around on Facebook, which is the bride and groom standing there holding hands with each other, and their Labrador had to be a Labrador is in front, on his back, with his arms and legs <laughs> all over the place, just going, "Yeah, this is awesome!" And, yeah, and he I was such like, a dummy. Yeah, the like smartest, dumbest dog in the world, like just the biggest goofball. That's right. Yep. So I actually used, yep. I actually got that photo one time and actually said in my marketing, I've gone, so this doesn't happen to you. <laughs> Call a dog. <laughs> Let's get some proper photos with your goofball dog. Yes. And and this is the thing is, is that, that um, I didn't even think about it at the time that I started the dog walking business that people would actually start to call me up and, and ask me if I would look after their dog on the day of their wedding. Mm. And so the first one I got, I was like, Oh, I hadn't even thought about that. And so yeah, I, I, I ended up, industry, yeah, I ended up sort of creating mm-hmm. the service of being the wedding day plus one. I was your dog's plus one for the day. And that was great because that started to take off like crazy. But, of course, yeah, COVID also was creeping along. COVID happened. And COVID happened, as we always say. COVID happened. Weddings got mm-hmm. canceled. <laughs> right and centre. Yes. As well did everything, everything else. Everything else. Yeah. Um, you know, lockdown came in, dog walking ceased to exist. And I was sitting there just going, what have I done? I don't know what I'm going to do now. <laughs> this is a terrible idea. This was a terrible idea because publishing wasn't moving very fast either because uh, a lot of um, printing that happens when publishing happens in China. And mm. China was dealing with a whole lot more at that point than what even we were. So everything, everything was drying up. You know, the small pool of work that the Australian designers had became even smaller because publishing firms were putting a freeze on their work. Dogs weren't being walked. Weddings weren't happening. Kerry was sitting there wondering as to whether she really needed to get into Days of Our Lives or not. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? do? What are we going to do? Um, yeah. And it happened to be that, a friend of mine who I met through having Labradors, uh, she is a Labrador breeder, uh, she said to me, she said, well, with the lockdown, she said, I can't have people coming to my place and picking up the dogs. Mm, and she said, my breeding um, side of things is a hobby. It's not strictly a, a business. It's a, it's a hobby. Yep. So I can't drive them myself because I'm not a registered business that can get around and drive. Yep. And there's no reason for me to do that. She said, but you are a registered business. You do deal with dogs. You are doing small amounts of transport yep, vets and that's so forth. That's what you're registered to that's do. That's right. <laughs> and that she said, you know, it would just you just need to work out a way to carry a number of them in the car mm-hmm. at one yep. time, which we did with carriers. So we started off with yep. for her first yep. run was four pups. So we had four carriers in in the back, and then eventually, you know, I've gotten. Uh, six carriers so i'll there will be times that i'll do six pups or six kittens 
off to different homes mm-hmm. all at one time. Yeah. Um, and now, you know, we have different size crates and so forth that I can move in and out of the, the car. I still like it being – so I, I use a medium-sized SUV and I still like that idea rather than vans. I've seen mm. transport places with vans. But yep. the driver doesn't see what's going on in the back. And Yeah, and, I, and you can't hear. You, you can't, can't even hear, hear what, what they're – No. You know, how they're feeling. That's right. That's exactly it. Mm. And that is yeah, a big one true. for me is that they've got to sense mm. me and I've got to sense them. And we've mm. got to yeah, have nice – even something connected to the back of the car, they're not going to – yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. So so even though, you know, friends sort of said, oh, you need to get a van, you need to do this, you need to do that, I went, no, it's going to stay almost like a luxury transport service. You know, they get yeah, to be in, in the back. They get to hear the music. They get to have the air conditioning on, all of those yeah. sorts of things. They get the creature yeah. comforts that I get and, and that's it. So, you know, and, and there are people who – there are some people who will – be happy with that because it does cost a little bit extra sometimes if you are doing just mm-hmm. one pup because you're basically paying for the amount of time traveling um, mm-hmm. if there's lots of pups that ends up breaking it down for the, the yeah, individual right. families um, but I can guarantee them that their pup will arrive safely mm-hmm. uh, they will have always have had water they'll always have stops they don't ever get put down on the ground especially pups get put down on the ground for stops because they're not vaccinated against yeah, anything. because of other viruses and stuff lots yep. and lots yep. of things happening on the ground in public areas and so I always make sure that there's actually room in the, the back of the car for them all to be able to come out have a bit of a trot around there's towels down so that they can do their business that they mm-hmm. need to do and then the towels get high you mm-hmm. know uh, disinfected and everything when they come home mm-hmm. at night yep um but they've got to be, for me, they've got to be safe. They've got to be happy because, mm. uh, you know, I've heard distressed pups. I've seen distressed pups. Oh, it's you know, a horrible it's feeling. Just, it's just yeah. terrible for them. You don't want to do that. That's that's like. No, like, and, and that's, as you said, when you were talking about those grown dogs um, that you've you know, met with their owners and that's where some of that come fr- comes from. Yeah. Like the amount of distress just coming home when you leave your family to move to your new family. That's right. That's a really big step for a pup. And we've, as I said, we we got a pup at the end of last year and we um, worked with a breeder who was amazing and, and we got to see him as often as we wanted to. Oh, and, um, and And just that whole experience and just how much he checks in and sends us photos of his siblings and just really connected. And, and that to me was the most important thing. It was family to family because yeah. that's how I saw it. Yeah. Um, and, but I know not everyone kind of sees it like that, but I guess I'm curious, how, what's the furthest you've had to travel for your, for an animal? Like, what's the furthest distance you've done so far? <laughs> my, my my dad probably won't be very happy when, I, when he hears this, but I've had to travel to Eden and back again, so out along Princess Highway wow. through yeah, yeah. through uh, Genoa up to Eden and back again uh, for a kitten. So a lady during <laughs> during lockdown was very, very... It seems so ridiculous. I totally get it, though, but I'm like... Wow. Well, this kitten was actually quite special. She, uh, the, This kitten was going to be... I suppose what you'd almost deem a support animal is this poor lady had a lot of, mm. of illness issues and yeah. the the kitten was of a particular, I think it was a Berman and it had a particular characteristic about it that it was going to be an emotional support animal for her and and they had set their hearts on this cat 
and there was just so much trouble trying to get that cat from Eden. And actually, the cat was further up, but the breeder actually drove down to meet me in Eden, which was nice of them, <laughs> because you know, fifteen and a half hours in the car wasn't hard. It wasn't, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, definitely. It's that's uh, that's been my longest. So that was that was a, a big one. Um, I have had, I did wow. get the situation one time where I ended up the New South Wales government decided to change the border rules overnight without actually telling everybody so I actually drove out mm. to the border with four pups in the car and got turned back oh no so we had to bring them back and actually work out other ways to get them to their families yeah. that that wanted to pick them up um COVID was diabolical to work with it, it really was man. yeah you had the our ring of steel you had the border checks you know mm. the number of times you felt like you know, you were going to get pulled up for doing something wrong even though you had everything right. Yeah, you had yeah. all your paperwork, oh, all your permits. All the paperwork. And, yeah, I can imagine. So I guess um, for our listeners who are like, wow, I and maybe who are dog or pet owners, um, so you've got your transport element now, which yes. is your co-proof part of your business. Yes. Um, but dog walking is still dog a part of it. So walk, yes. run us through the services of a dog's best mate. A dog's best mate um, runs actually quite a few services. So we have general dog walking, um, which is in a zone sort of from Mount Evelyn, it zones out um, to being around, I think, as far as Belgrave um, out in past the hills uh, and down to Warrandyte, I think, or Ringwood sort of okay. further back the other way. So yeah, I basically sort of say, you know, 20, 25 minutes drive, I'm happy to go out, walk a dog for an hour and then come back because I'm more often than not I've got a number of dogs on in a day so I can, you know, scoot along to dog walks as yeah. I go. Set a decent route yeah. go from place to place. That's exactly it. Walking. That's exactly it. Uh, it. It does end up being a lot of walking. Um, <laughs> it's, sort of, it's ramped up over the last number of weeks with, with people becoming <laughs> yeah. more comfortable about going, going back, back to work, to work and, and everything. Yeah. So, so, you know, one week you would have been doing one dog walk, walk per day. Now we're up to three dog walks per day and I'm just sort of watching them stack up and going, I don't know how much more my legs can handle. That's all right. It's really good. Eat more ice cream and you can balance out that's, the water. That's exactly it. Yes, yes. I have to, <laughs> have to balance that one out, the ice cream versus the, the dog walks, um, especially after COVID because, you know, sitting, sitting <laughs> in a car does not do anything for your waistline. Oh, God. I would have, you know. Yeah. It's a hundred percent. Yeah, terrible. So you know, COVID kilos are just as much as my enemy as anyone else's. But um, uh, I'm also looking at expanding dog walking into dog adventures. So I actually take a dog out for half a day and take them to state parks and go on big hikes and walks with them, so that they're actually out wow. for a number of hours in the day. So that's yeah. one. Of, that's one of my new ones that I'm starting to to work on that sounds fantastic i think a lot of dogs would love that um because oh definitely you know there's a half of them you can see it when you have to turn back and start going back to home they're just like oh. and they're like oh already? i'm not done yet 
I've still got like two hours left in me yet. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, totally. so that's that's one I want to do because it's and there's so many beautiful areas that dogs would just love to be able to sniff and look at mm. because they get as much joy out of all of that sort of stuff as we oh, do. So much joy, that, you know. Yeah, and being able to take a dog who lives somewhere so far away from a beach, but being able to take them in the car down to a beach for the day is their adventure. Yeah. So it's almost like a choose your own adventure for the dog. If the, mm. if the owner says they've never been to the beach before, well, then let's take them to the beach, you know. <laughs> owner, owner says dog loves hiking mountains. Let's take them for a hike up a mountain. That sounds yeah. awesome. So that's that. These dogs sound very, very lucky. <laughs> that's coming soon. Very spoiled. We're still tweaking that one. But, um, oh, that sounds awesome. yeah, um, I also do drop-ins um, in the same zone as what I do my walks. So drop-ins are for when people go away but would like to leave their dogs at home. And obviously yeah. they are in a lot of situations for the people who either trust their dogs inside or the dogs mm. who, and a number of dogs still do, live outside and that can be for any number of reasons. But some dogs don't get, go well at, at boarding kennels. Um, some, yeah. yep. some dogs don't even like pet sitters who stay in the house. Mm. I sort of sit there and go, I don't think I'd like somebody strange staying in my house whilst I'm thinking <laughs> about my business. Yeah, exactly. Um, yep. So we do drop in. And we're able to do medication and so forth due to the experience that I've had through yeah. owning my own animals and everything. I've got a diabetic cat, mm. so every day I have to give her an injection. And so I know how to give yeah. animals injections and so forth. Yeah, definitely. Um, wedding service is the other one that we do. So we're now I love get, that. Yeah. I love that that's a thing. Yeah, so, and, and because it's, so a, it's the funny thing because so many people have sort of said, oh, but, you know, I don't want you sort of standing there with your, your dog's best mate T-shirt on. It's like, no. You give me the dress code, I dress to that dress code. So I yeah, I just to, look like a guest. I'm going to look wedding. like a guest holding onto your dog. But mm. I will feed you your dog when you need your dog, and then I will take your yeah. dog aside and and entertain him or her. Yeah, you know? and also like having that calm approach and having such a connection yeah. with animals. That dog's going to be like, this is awesome. Yeah. Like, yeah. I can just hang with Carrie for the day and I didn't get left behind. I've got the best day ever. <laughs> so Yeah, you know, totally. Um, it like, gets me. That's even before the liver treats and the yoghurt drops and everything else come into being. So, <laughs> all, the things, all the things to sneakily make them like you. That's everyone. right. That's exactly <laughs> it. That's exactly it. So that's, that's, um, oh. that's a dog's best mate in a nutshell. It's- well, that all sounds awesome. We will make sure that a dog's best mate's details um, are in our show notes. Um, obviously, if you choose to connect with Carrie through a dog's best mate, you obviously now know that she can do more than one thing because <laughs> she can be everything, everything, not anything. That's right. Which I that's love. Exactly we it. talked a lot about that before today's interview. But um, if you are interested in connecting with Carrie, we'll, we'll put the details through um, our show notes for a dog's best mate which will be the best way to make contact with her um so i'm curious to hear are there any projects or anything on the horizon for you or are oh, you just you've getting opened, a dog's sex mate opened up a can of worms there <laughs> um, i have a lot i have a lot on what? i have a lot on <laughs> it's just it's insane um so medium my mediumship i'm actually now building as a business um Rather than just being in development, I've started to step out as a business. So my mediumship business is actually called Finding the Happy Medium, um, which is, is lovely. Um, I start doing in-person readings in May out of the basin. There's a place called the Wellness Barn, 
in the basin who do wonderful things there too. They do Reiki and meditation and so forth. And now we're, we're bringing in my business into there as well. Um, and I'm also um, doing, doing my little, uh, let's be an author rather than, a typesetter or designer. Oh, awesome. um, so, so where I'm starting to develop a book that is actually for people with dogs who want to go out on bushwalks and hikes and so forth. Mm-hmm. So it'll be the first book that actually comes about will actually be photos from those sorts of places with dogs in it. So, you know, I'll take my dogs and my friends' dogs and everything else out. Um, there'll be it'll, – it'll almost be like a display book but it'll have all of the information that you want on the walks as well. Um, so you can yeah, see wow. just how beautiful they are and just how much fun dogs have there. But also yeah. get that information on where they are, how long the walk takes. Yeah, where to park, what to yeah. do. Yeah. 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 And so, the easiest way of taking your dog on this. Adventure. That's right. Wow, that's, that's so cool. Right. Um, it'll, it'll also have first aid advice for you when you take your dogs out, as well as information on snake avoidance training, which is really, really important in when you're getting into yeah, the warmer weather. Um, that will end up morphing into a pocket companion that people will actually be able to take in their backpacks when they actually go on the hikes with their dogs. So This is just so good. We're, I love it. We're just, we're, yeah, brain's going wild at the moment. So many ideas and thoughts and everything else that are going into this one. Um, and it's sort of like, you know, what am I doing today? Oh, dog walking. <laughs> Who am I? What am I doing? What did I intend to do today? But that's okay because I'm exactly the same, so I really understand where you're coming from. Who, who, who was the silly Billy who decided to be everything? <laughs> so That's was, okay because yeah. we've got so much time. And as you've just helped me understand, we have even more time than what we realise. Right. So let's just do all the things. Absolutely. Do all the things. That is, that is my advice to everybody. Do all the things. If you've got a dream, if you've got something you really want to do, just get out there and do it. Oh, I love that. So my last question, yes. my favourite question, who inspires you and why? Oh, gosh. Other than the, your beautiful Labradors. My, be- my beautiful awesome. Labradors do inspire me. Um, my mum is has mm-hmm. been a huge inspiration to me. It, it, it's probably going to – everybody's probably going to go, oh, really? So you can say your mum, but she just gave she gave so much of herself when she was around. She volunteered so much mm-hmm. and helped so much, and she instilled such a level of understanding of how important it is when when you know you're in a good place. How important it is for you to be able to help people, and you find your way of doing that. You don't have to do it. She volunteered in groups. I volunteer too, but. A lot of my my helping comes from the healing that I do with the communication that I do. Um, My development teacher, uh, Diane Thomas, is an absolute inspiration to me. She is a beautiful, beautiful woman and has really taught me how to work so much from the heart rather than it just being a process, but really tapping into the, the feelings and the emotions that are coming through with these messages um she's going to be somebody who's going to guide me for many 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 years to come and i there's there's not enough words in the dictionary to be able to say just what i mean what i feel about her so she's just absolutely wonderful um and my my partner sean 
she has been there through thick and thin for me. We mm. go through all the ups and downs and she is just such an inspiration to me herself. You know, she just she I come up with the craziest ideas and she just she's just always like, <laughs> Okay, honey, off you go. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> That's a good partner. Yeah. My, my partner's the same. My husband's the same. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. He, um, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's when you know you've got a good one. That's right. That's exactly it. 17 years together this year for Shan and I. So oh, she, wow. she has gone through thick and thin with me. She's experienced. Well, you have to get her to listen to, and same with Diane, get them to listen to the episode. To the episode. And if they don't want to listen to the whole, they're like, we know all this stuff. <laughs> they fast forward to like an hour. <laughs> 17 you can hear all the nice things that that's, you. Right. that's exactly it that's exactly it so but yeah there are a lot of people who do inspire me that there, there, there is a long list but those are the ones that really have brought out the best in me mm, so that's beautiful yeah well I warned you we'd be on here a while and I'm so, so, so grateful for your time and just your openness to sharing so much with me and our listeners. Um, you know, I I say to all of our guests, like, I'm like, let's just chat and we'll see how it goes. But I, as I said, knew that we had a lot to chat about because I think, be it for the people that had don't really understand mediumship, um, and have just learnt by hearing my brain tick over, <laughs> like hear my kind of what? Um, hopefully that has given them a whole new insight into something that even I now have such a broader understanding about. Um, for those who have listened and are like, oh, I'm curious about this or whatever else, as I said, our show notes are always the go-to place for links and details and whatever else. And we'll make sure everything that we can, all the links and details we can grab from Kerry, we will. Um, Thank you again for your time Thank and you. for sharing your story with us. Yeah. And to our listeners, we will chat to you again on um, another episode of She Inspires Me. Thank you for joining us today and for being a part of this incredible community. Remember to hit subscribe, to share this episode with your friends and family, and to join us in our next episode to be inspired by more exceptional women.